This is Samia Bano with Make Change Fun and Easy, podcast to help you create massive positive change in your life and the world. Hello, salam, shalom, namaste, aloha, hola, satsirikal. <laughs> Ciao and bonjour. I'm so happy that you're joining us today and I'm extra happy and I think you will also be extra happy to be joining me today because our guest today is Tanya Kabuya who's a marketing expert and you might be thinking, "Hey, what are we doing talking about marketing?" <laughs> on this show but I'll tell you what we're doing. You know, this is a show for change makers, people who have a consciousness of wanting to create massive positive change in their lives and in the world. And guess what? That is actually something that you have to if you want to do that if you want to be an effective change maker if you want to be a great change maker you have to market rather i should say you have to master your ability to market and sell right you may not be marketing or selling a product but you certainly will have ideas that you're trying to market and sell and maybe you have some products and services too like me i'm a change maker and i'm also a coach and a trainer and a healer and i have to market and sell not only ideas but also my products and services because without that i cannot make the change that i want in people's lives and in my life and in the world so marketing and sales are actually extremely important things for us to learn as change makers and that's why i'm so so excited tania that you're joining us today welcome 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 thank you so much samia for having me today i'm so excited to speak to you about this because this is something that is close to my heart and i absolutely love marketing and i think after this interview your audience is also going to love marketing Yay, that's so awesome. That's so awesome. So, to get us going, Tanya, would you tell us just a little bit more about yourself and what you do, how you got into this work? All right. Um, thank you for the question. Well, how I got into marketing. I always say marketing happened to me. Um, after high school started selling um you know you find you're trying to find a job while you are taking a gap year and i ended up in sales and initially i sucked at sales and i needed to still make money because i wanted to be an adult and take care of myself and at the time i started selling um i don't know you should be familiar with this particular vacuum machine which is Kirby and with Kirby you had to go to go door to door to generate your own leads and also do presentations in the evening so you had to walk in you had to walk in as a stranger and walk up as a friend 
when you will go and do presentations. And a lot of times I realized that in the beginning I couldn't get them to buy a, I think at the time it was over a thousand dollar vacuum machine because I was struggling to actually make people see the value of what I was selling. And over time I started uh, selling because I realized that not only was I selling value, the valuable machine, I was also selling myself and that evolved obviously as I worked along the years, I eventually got into the corporate side. I got into business development, marketing and sales, and it just took a span. I mean, with over 10 years experience, it took a span where I kind of played in all these sectors and I realized that it's such a beautiful place to be in. It's one of the most important things that you can do even as yourself as a person because you are constantly selling yourself you are constantly marketing yourself as an individual every day we do marketing every day even when you are applying for a job you are marketing yourself so this is just a shift in the mindset that i also had to go through in order to start loving this particular process Yes. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that, Damir. You're absolutely right. Every day we are actually marketing ourselves and selling ourselves and our ideas. Even if, you know, you're not in business, let's say you're a parent, you actually have to market and sell your ideas to your kids. Absolutely. <laughs> want them to listen to you and be inspired to follow your lead and uh you know if you are a friend uh you know you need to market and sell your ideas to your friends so that they will want to what you want to do and you want to hang out and watch a movie it's like what movie are you going to watch if there's one that you are really passionate about you have to market and sell that idea to your friends so they'll go watch it with you so exactly. I agree with you. Marketing and sales are actually essential life skills. Talking about marketing and sales, you know, oftentimes we talk about marketing and sales, like just like I've, I've been saying, marketing and sales, marketing and sales together as if they're one and the same or so connected and so forth. And of course, I'm sure people understand that at a certain level, marketing and sales are connected. But I know that you have a really interesting and cool perspective on how marketing and sales are also very different from each other. What's the difference between marketing and sales? Well, I love I love the question. I always say to my mentees and coaches that Sales and marketing are sisters. They are sisters. They are related, but they are not twins. They are not the same person. Marketing is what happens prior to sales. Sales starts at a different, it's a different, it serves a different purpose. It starts from the prospecting to actually making the sales, that sales. Whereas marketing is courting. Marketing, I always love to equate it to courting. When somebody is courting you as a woman, you, you see the way it is, the way they are approaching, the way they are flirting, the way they are showing up for you to actually take an interest in them. 
that is marketing. It's how I teach my coaches, and this has been mind-blowing for a lot of them. I'm like, equate marketing and sales as the courting process, as the, the whole marriage process, whereas sales is getting somebody to marry you, marketing is courting somebody so that they can eventually agree to marry I love that analogy. Marketing is like when someone's courting you and sales is when they actually say yes to marrying you. That's awesome. Yes, it's a lovely analogy. And I think it just portrays the entire process properly because you wouldn't ask somebody to marry you immediately. Or if somebody asked you out of the blue, you just met them today and said, will you marry me? I would be like, no, are you okay? Something wrong? Whereas if somebody escorted you, asked you out on a few dates, taken you on a few dates, you have gotten to know them, spent time with them, obviously at the time when they ask you to get married, you'll be like, yes, I feel like we are a fit. We definitely could work together. Yes. And I think also a thought that just popped up into my mind is that you have to be okay with someone saying no to you like if you ask them to marry you and they say no you have to be willing to accept that possibility um yeah because everyone has a right to choose and Absolutely. i know it can be a little devastating when someone says no to you after you've been courting them but um you know, we, we do need to respect people's right to choose. How do you how do you deal with, uh, or how do you suggest people learn to deal with receiving the nose? Because I know that's something that people find difficult uh, in the in the process of marketing. That you know, when when they get nose. Um, they get discouraged and it makes them think oh marketing is really hard and I don't like it or rather I should say in that moment it's sales that they're uh, you know they're trying to make and they're getting a no and then that makes them think oh my gosh this is really hard <laughs> and I don't want to do this so how do you how do you suggest people maintain this love for marketing and still um, you know, be willing to go out there and do the sales and even when they get the nose, how do you deal with that? Um, thank you for this question. This is a very interesting question because I always say that um, when it was to my team. And recently I had this issue where one of my team members asked me a particular question related to this and that they felt really awful when they got rejection. At the end of the day, just like you say, people have the right to choose what is right for them and you have to be able to accept that. And one of the things is that you shouldn't equate your self-worth, your, your feelings for who you are, attribute your feelings for who you are, your self-worth to your job. Your job, your business is not you. It's an extension of you, but it is not you. It does not define you. Somebody saying no to your services now could be no, not right now, could be no, not ever. But at the end of the, at the, end of the day, 
it doesn't say anything about you as a person you are still a great person you still have so much to offer and maybe that person was not the right fit for you so then passing up on the opportunity is actually a good thing for you you don't want to say yes to everything you don't want to be a yes man at the end of the day i don't think anybody is a yes man because there are things that are good for other people that may not be good for you and that you are away that it is not the right fit for you so likewise people have similar thought processes so never equate your sense of self-worth and your sense of being as an individual to what you do for a living that is when it starts robbing you of enjoying the process because the, because you are out here thinking about how people are rejecting you maybe you are not good enough whereas the no's that you are getting are taking you somewhere along a yes somebody that will find that you are the perfect fit for them and if you are a coach like myself and you will work with people that are a great fit for you i say no to clients also there are clients that approach me to work with me and i'm like no this is not the right fit for me this is not something that i want to do this is not the direction i want to go in so it's okay when people say no and it's okay for you to say no and it shouldn't influence how you feel about yourself because your self-worth is not attached to what you do at all i love that i love that you you what you just said it's okay for you to also say no and it, it isn't that amazing that when we choose to say no assuming we are making that decision from a place of feeling empowered and because we realize that saying no in this moment is the best thing we can do for ourselves then we actually really can feel very very good about saying no and so uh and we don't um attach any kind of negative um self talk to saying no in that in that context and so why should we not give that same chance that same opportunity for someone else to say no when it's right for them and uh not attach any negative self talk to that either exactly I that i love that yay awesome oh my gosh uh that would definitely definitely this shift in mindset is definitely i think you're giving us a huge key here for how to make marketing and sales more fun and easy do you have any yes. other amazing tips for how we can make marketing and sales more fun and easy this is an absolutely great question cuz um as a copywriter i get this all the time and one of the mistakes that i often see if you're a coach or you're a consultant or you actually just sell products and services a lot of times when people are trying to sell or trying to market they say you're trying to market a course you are a coach or a program and you're saying you get so much time with me you get uh, so many workbooks you get so many classes that is not exactly what people are really looking for so what i always tell my mentees and I always even share it with my team it's you need to apply 
the particular soap or safe. My company or my services that does ABC. Now, and ask yourself, so what? You put yourself now in the shoes of the client of this prospect. So what? If they ask you, so what? The minute somebody asks you, so what? What happens is in your mind, you shift from a feature perspective to a value because at that at that particular moment, you're going to want to explain to the prospect the value of what you are offering. And that is what is important because as human beings, a lot of times, let's be honest, humans, we are self-centered. We are self-serving. And at the end, what we want, we want to know how does this help me? So if you are selling me a product or a service, you need to be able to articulate how does this help me? Let's say if you are selling me a coaching program, you want to teach me how to do sell high ticket programs. I, this is what I do, for example. I teach people how to create high, need to high ticket uh, online programs or courses and sell it. Now, when I am articulating what I'm doing, let's say for my program called Creation Accelerator, I always say my program guides you on how to create online courses and coaching high, need to high ticket online courses and sell it even if you don't want to do a launch. So there is an advantage to that. So, oh, okay, because a lot of people don't want to do launches. People want to know how to sell their programs because creating a course is fun, but at the end of the day, we want to sell. So I, I articulate that I'm going to teach you how to sell your program, even if you don't want to do a launch and you still want to sell high ticket. Now that shows you the value. So it's important to always come from a place of how am I serving my audience? How am I, what, how is that, what, what, how is it that what I'm putting out is going to help the person I want to speak to? And you need to be clear on who you're trying to speak to. A lot of times, I, especially when I work with coaches, I'm a life coach. I help people with transformation, transforming their lives. How? You need to be clear how you bring in about the transformation, who it is for, and what is what obstacle you are removing. The minute you start putting your offer in that manner, marketing becomes easy because it starts resonating with people. So always go from a place high mark providing value to the people who am I speaking to and how I'm going to to bring about this transformation and what what difficulties am I removing away from this entire process? The minute you start doing that, marketing becomes easy because now your messaging is clear and people can understand what you are doing, who you are doing it for and how you are doing it. That is that is really, really key. I, I absolutely agree with you. Being very focused on talking about what value you will provide to the other person what's in it for them um, and and focusing all your marketing and even sales efforts for that matter on helping them to see what's in it for them Um, and okay so the the question that popped up in my mind as you were sharing that is 
you know, oftentimes I've had this experience, like especially uh, anytime I come up with a new idea for a program or a course, I do the best that I can to think about, okay, what's the problem that I'm solving through this or wanting to solve through this product or service or course. And I do my best to come up with, you know, a list of what's in it for the people who take this course for me. And mm-hmm. I put that marketing material or that marketing message out there and nothing happens. Like no one says yes, no one seems to get excited. And, um, you know, I, I, I think this is something that a lot of people experience. So then what do you do? Because you have done your best to speak to the people you want to speak to and show them the value from your perspective. You're, you've done a great job at it and it's still not working. So what do you do? All right. This is, this is such a great question because I actually was speaking about this earlier with a coaching. One of the things... Let, let me just put it out here. Some of the things that usually don't work in an offer, it's usually what is your hook, what is your story, um, and what is your offer. Often people mistake the program that they are offering as the offer. That is not necessarily the offer. You must always remember, people think, I've often encountered the thing where people think that, okay, people pay me because um, I am putting value up front. This is the value of my product. Let's say my program is $1,000 and people are going to pay me because whatever I'm putting in there is worth $1,000. That is the wrong approach. This is when you hear cricket. People pay, especially when you are going with programs. These are very, these are not necessities. Let's be honest. Coaching is not a necessity. A course is not a necessity. It's not a need in somebody's life. Now, coaching and courses can become a need and you can articulate it as a need. But one of the things you ought to do is work out your offer. Whatever people should feel that the price that they are paying is nothing in comparison what they are getting so what is the offer what is in there to entice them that they will feel that oh my god getting this is just worth it because i may be paying a thousand dollar but what i'm getting is maybe worth four thousand five thousand dollars we love bargains now there are two ways that you can actually make your program a no-brainer and make it seem cheap it's either you actually lower your prices and this is never a good one because i guess this will be a cost to the bottom because somebody will always bid at the lower price than you the second way is to increase the value of your offer how do you make your offer seem a lot more valuable in terms of monetary value than what they are paying. What are you giving them outside of the program and outside of whatever they are getting as part of the program that will make it seem that it's highly valuable? 
I'll give you an example for, for example, with my program called Creation Accelerator, not only do I give you the program, but I tell you, I'm giving you the my sales script with all the questions that I ask on sales calls that will close you at least 50% of your calls. I'm giving you my DM script for both LinkedIn and Facebook that get us um, bookings. And I'm giving you two tem- a template word forward that I have used as well as a sales page that is plug and play into your business as well as a checklist guide to help you write a sales page that converts. How does this offer sound to Sounds wonderful to me. Because I think the person is like, okay, I'm not only getting the program, I'm not only learning yeah. how to create a course, but I am also getting the system that I can plug into my business and start yeah. making sales. Because yes. since you are doing this, and it's working for you, I can just do it and for my business. So this now makes it a lot more valuable to the person outside of the program because I'm not only giving you that and I'm giving you access to another course that helps you on your course creation journey. So I think that the, the, whatever you are paying me for this particular program makes it seem like nothing in comparison to what you are getting. This is what you want to do with your programs. You want to make sure that the value of your offer, what you are offering to the person, far exceeds what they are paying. Uh, That is an excellent, excellent point, that the value of what you are offering needs to far exceed whatever the price point is. And you also said that the program that you're offering is actually not the offer. It's not the offer. That's it right. is part of the offer, but it is not the only thing you right. offer. Right. Yeah. I, I think that that is very important. And, um, and, and one thing that I, I know um i have also found through experience and i would love your perspective on this what how important is the role of testing in in the marketing process like testing the offer testing the language that you use testing um even the ideal client that you want to work with testing in terms of is this ideal client really my ideal client? You know, like just testing all these different aspects of who you want to work with and what you're, you know, um, saying to them about what they will be able to get in value from you and etc. How important is it to test all of this out? Testing is very important in marketing. Marketing the entirety of marketing is about testing. This is why I always say when somebody says, oh, I tried to launch it, did it work? That's great. So you just tasted it. So now let's go back and test something else. This is what you ought to do. Because marketing is about testing. Even me, the first time I launched a course creation accelerator, it was called something completely different. It was a simple online course roadmap. And I was teaching pretty much anyone how to create a course. But then I realized that I didn't want to teach just anyone how to create a course. I wanted to teach experts, coaches, professionals that wanted to create courses that had to do with 
teaching somebody um, important skills on how to make money, for example, or skills on, on authoring or something of the sort. So I wanted to teach expert coaches and the likes. So that is how I came about this is because I tested the offer before and I realized, okay, I want to fine tune my ideal clients. I want to work with this set of people and I want to help people create not just any course, but I create high ticket, need to high ticket courses and teach them how to sell it. Because when I created the first program, a lot of the questions that I got were, okay, so how do I, look, how do I sell this, this course? after I have created it. So that gave me an idea to let's go back to the boarding, the drawing board and make a trickier offer to include what people are asking for. Because what you want to do, you want to make sure that you leave nothing out, that people feel like, okay, this solves my entire problem. So I had to go back and be like, okay, now this is how I trick it and now let me put it, put it back out there. So it's always important to taste. Always yeah. taste. And it's okay that when you're trying to test and it fails, go back to the drawing board because that was just a test. And it means that, okay, you need to tweak something. All the big course creators, coaches will tell you that not the first launch they did did not work because it was a test. Take it as a test. Yes. Oh my gosh. I thank you for sharing that because I know there's so many coaches and for myself even as a coach I know I made this mistake of I would put all my heart and soul into launching a particular product or service or course and it didn't work and I was like oh I was just so disappointed and then I would just give up on that on that product or service idea and just try to come up with something completely new completely different and then launch that and then that wouldn't work and then i would give up on that and then i try to come up with something completely different and uh and i just didn't understand about you know the need to test and that it takes time to test and so that i don't necessarily have to come up with a whole new idea for a completely mm -hmm. different thing, I just need to refine and tweak and make better um, the idea that I already have uh, launched exactly. for the first time and just do it a second time and do it a third time and maybe do it a fourth time. And each time yeah. I make a few improvements and I get a little better, a little better, a little better. Exactly. Okay, so thank you so much for uh, sharing all that, Tanya, and I am so grateful for everything that you have shared. Is there, as we are approaching the end of our time, are there any last words of wisdom that you would like to share right now? Well, in terms of um, last words of wisdom, I always say you need to, 90% of the, the problems that you have usually can be an opportunity and it's important to change your mindset about how you approach things the one thing you don't want to do is be stuck in a position because you are scared of taking steps or taking moves because you feel you are going to fail failure is part of the learning curve failure is part of the process and 
it's the best teachers. So it's okay to fail. I always say it's okay to fail because it is a lesson that you are taking in and that is going to help somebody else in the future because you have failed and you can now use that as a point of contact and something that resonates with people. So don't be stuck by fear and not take steps that you want to take because you feel that you are going to fail. It's okay. I want you to feel okay with failing. I want you to feel okay with things not always working the way you want it to work and actually just enjoy the process. That will make your journey so much better. Yay, that's a perfect, perfect point for us to pause at, but just focus on enjoying the journey because I am, like I said, so much about making change fun and easy this show is so much about learning how to make change more fun and easy and enjoying the process is a huge key of that so thank you for sharing so much wisdom with us about tanya and i'm sure i would love to have you come back another time and i'm sure all our listeners would love to hear from you again so i will look forward to that and um yeah until we connect next time i wish you the very 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 best thank you so much samia for having me and for anybody interested in getting in touch with me you um you can get hold of me by searching me on instagram tanya underscore la patron l-a-p-a-t-r-o-n-e i love receiving dms so i'd love to speak to you or on my website www.tanyakabuya.com dot online and we can stay in touch that way yes thank you for that and you know what we will put those links to your instagram and asakcha um in the show notes uh, of this episode so that you can just click the link and be sure that you reach tanya and um yes i'm really excited please do connect with her and um yeah i'm just Really, really happy we did this. Yay! My pleasure. My pleasure. <laughs>